This podcast is brought to you by TacoNightAudio.com. Be sure to listen to this and other podcasts on Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Stop by TacoNightAudio.com for all your podcast needs. Your emergency is showing is intended for entertainment purposes only and should not substitute for professional medical advice. A big thank you to this week's sponsor, Voodoo Comedy. Are you in Denver looking for terrific comedy and maybe a cocktail or two? Then you have to visit Voodoo Comedy. Voodoo Comedy is Denver's home for improv and stand-up comedy. Every Tuesday through Saturday, you can check out their amazing lineup of shows in downtown Denver on 22nd and Larimer. I absolutely love the shows at Voodoo Comedy. Listeners of this podcast can get $2 off their tickets by going to voodoocomedy.com and using offer code EMERGENCYSHOWS at the checkout. Enjoy a night of comedy and cocktails at Voodoo Comedy. But wait, there's more. Have you ever wanted to be on stage making people laugh yourself? Or perhaps you're already a seasoned comedian looking to sharpen your skills? Well, Voodoo Comedy is offering listeners of this podcast $20 off their improv and stand-up comedy classes. There's no pressure, they're fun classes, and they're taught by industry professionals. All you have to do is visit voodoocomedy.com and use offer code EMERGENCYCLASS at checkout for $20 off these amazing classes. Thank you so much to Voodoo Comedy for sponsoring this week's podcast. Remember to go to www.voodoocomedy.com and use the offer code EMERGENCYSHOWS for $2 off tickets. Emergency is spelled E-M-E-R-G-E-N-C-Y. And use the code EMERGENCYCLASS for $20 off their classes. Thank you so much, Voodoo Comedy. Hi, thanks for joining us. This is Sherry, and you are listening to Your Emergency is Showing. And with me today is my co-host, William Ginger Jesus. Fill-in co-host. Fill-in co-host. I'm, I'm the producer, but I'm kind of like the scab crossing the picket line kind of thing. <laughs> Our beloved David LaGuardia is... Um, we couldn't sync up our recording schedules this week. Um, bless his heart. He wanted to have us tell you that he has explosive diarrhea that he's unable to leave the bathroom from. But um, it's actually far less um, exciting than that. So anyway, we just uh, we weren't able to to sync up our recording schedule. So this is going to be kind of a quick episode. He will um, be back next week. Yes, though. he will be back because he is an integral cog in this wheel. Yeah. And um, also we are now recording from the still under construction, but um, new studio. Yes. Atop the building. Yes. Um, haven't come up with a fancy name for the studio yet, but I'm working on that. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of beautiful. We have a direct view of the mountains and the sugar mill. And it's um, quite peaceful, actually. Yes, it is. Yes. Okay. For our NPR voices. Mm -hmm. So um, <clears throat> I don't know how everyone is doing, but I know for us and our the people in our circle, the past couple of days have been really rough emotionally. There is a 
heaviness in the air. Um, it's profound. And uh, I know it's not just us in our circle that are feeling it. We've had some really tragic things happen um, in our community, uh, just cases of murder-suicide and homeless dying because of exposure to cold weather and... Um, yeah, there was something on the, the news last night about a case in Boulder where mm -hmm. um, it, it, well, it looks like a murder-suicide. I don't know. They're yeah. still trying to... They're still trying to investigate it, but... Yeah, yeah it's um, bad. Very bad. And um, I know that from the numbers that I see, there are people that are dealing with thoughts of suicide and depression, and I definitely can feel it. So... I thought for this episode, <clears throat> as we're headed um, into the holidays, I kind of think that has something to do with it. Yeah. That after Halloween, that it's like, dun, 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 it's <laughs> going to be Thanksgiving. You know, do you have a turkey to eat? And um, that's daunting. There's also a lot of pressure from all of a sudden we have like all these Christmas um commercials and it's in your face at every grocery store and it's been in your face at walmart since july Jeez. it's but it yeah it's been it's kind of like i don't know it gives me anxiety whenever i see holiday decorations before i'm ready to do holiday decorations i feel an enormous amount of anxiety to create the perfect you know holiday for the people that i love so i think that that might be Part of it is the time of year. I know that we're at a time change tonight, which, by the way, I'd just like to get on a soapbox for a minute about the damn time change. I will be working 13 hours tonight, and I will not be happy about it. And on top of that, we have a downtime during those hours, and it's going to suck. But um, I wonder if that's kind of part of it, too. People's circadian rhythm gets off. I don't know. It's a lot. But I wanted to tell you about something that um, I have been doing the past few weeks, and it's really been interesting. It's working for me to help me feel better and let go of some of my PTSD. And that is EMDR. Um, EMDR stands for uh, Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing. And it is recognized by the American Psychiatric Association, and the Department of Defense as an effective treatment for post-traumatic stress disorder. This is huge. It's only been around for the past two decades, and the way that it works is that you, you come in tune. First of all, you go to a safe place. So my therapist that I've been working with, who is amazing, by the way, I resisted going to therapy for the longest time. I think that I may have mentioned it on a show that the therapist that I had worked with for a few years, um, helping me to overcome the PTSD around a sexual assault, she um, retired. And that was really traumatic for me that, that her retirement caused me PTSD. But um I, after that was like, I don't want to go back into therapy. I felt like it was too hard, that it was, 
I didn't want to bare my soul to anyone and tell them all my sad stories and stuff. But um, I was encouraged. Thank you, Will, for encouraging me um, to go ahead and give it a try. And I found an amazing therapist. And the great thing about EMDR is that you don't have to talk a lot and go into details. It's a lot of internal work. So the way that it works is that we made a list of some traumatic events. And the way that my therapist described it to me is that we're going to start at the roots of the PTSD. So we're not going to jump into something that happened when I was a teenager. We're going to start down at the roots from ages five to seven. And so we came up with about six things that were really traumatic. I was told to pay attention to my body and where I felt these feelings in my body, what they felt like. Was it a heaviness? Was it gnawing? You know, where do you feel it in your body? Then you have a visual picture, like a snapshot of what the trauma looks like. And then you think about it and process this EMDR. So the way that it used to work, because I had actually tried this unsuccessfully, it really, it's important to have a really good therapist that does it, but I had tried it unsuccessfully. Um, well, I guess it would have been at, at its inception, probably about close to 20 years ago, eh, maybe a little more like 15, but they used to do, um, the therapist would move their fingers in front of your eyes, like just back and forth, back and forth. And you wouldn't move your head, but you would follow the therapist fingers and you would think about this image that is causing you stress and causing you PTSD. Now I'm one of these people that I get dizzy really easy and I can't even like walk on a treadmill without tripping. So that particular kind of EMDR did not work for me because I just felt dizzy and nauseous. But now they have these little things that like little paddles that you hold in your hand and they have an impulse and it's like it buzzes and you just hold it for 30 seconds. So the way that my therapist and I do it is I, I first get like super zen and I have this safe place that I go to. And for me, it's on a beach and I look to my right and you're right there next to me in a nice little cabana. Oh, what am I wearing? Um, you are wearing a tropical shirt and swim trunks. Good. Because yeah. a Speedo would just cause you more PTSD. You know, nobody needs to see anyone in a Speedo. That's es just... Especially a 49-year-old version of me. Hey, so. I love your body, but just mm. no on the yeah. Speedo. Yeah. But... um. So anyway, that's my safe place, and I can go back to that safe place at any time if I don't feel safe. And so then once we get calm and zen, we notice the feelings, we have the snapshot picture of the trauma, we um, give it a rating on a scale of uh, zero to nine, how bad is this hurting right now? And then we start processing it. And by we, I mean, it's basically me. I don't have to say anything if I don't want to. I'm just thinking about it. And the impulses are going back and forth in my hand, which is stimulating the brain. So the the brain, um, it actually like helps you reset your your neurons and stuff 
so that you can reprocess the memory because your brain lies to you a lot, especially if you have something traumatic that happened and you get in that fight, flight, um, or freeze mode, your, your brain can send lies to you that makes you anxious about things. I was reading this one story in this article that I um, pulled about this woman who got PTSD really severely after an earthquake that she was in. And she had to stand in the doorway with her son as everything shook. But And she had been in earthquakes like a lot during her life. But um, for whatever reason, this particular earthquake caused her to have PTSD. So the therapist was like, all right, let's go with this. What are you feeling? What are you feeling? Turns out she was experiencing shaky ground from being sexually abused by her brother growing up. And she, her mind had made the correlation that you don't have stable ground. You aren't in a stable environment. She had some issues around her parents um, fighting and her hiding under the covers when they were getting a divorce. All of this stuff came out that that's what it was about. So she had, um, I think it was only three sessions and she was done with her PTSD about earthquakes. It was incredible. I am finding with what I'm going through that we're just checking them off as I go. And I think it really helps to do um, PTSD that happened from the ages of five to seven, because we're really knocking down like original feelings. And once we knock one thing off the list, then some of the other ones just write themselves. For instance, um, one of the things that used to cause me a tremendous amount of anxiety was um, thinking about my toxic mother and how she would come home from work. And if things weren't the way that she wanted them, or if I had forgotten to do something like, I don't know, a chore or get dinner going or something, then she would yell and scream. And on occasions, would say, well, if you don't appreciate me, then I'm just going to kill myself. And then would lock herself in the garage. Well, for a seven-year-old, that's kind of big. So um, it it caused me angst. And every time I would think about it, I would just have this pit in my stomach. And I, I labeled it maybe started off at like a six. And then once we talked about it, it got down to a four. And then before you knew it, it was at a two and then at a zero. And what I realized just from processing it in my own brain, because you just, it's almost like you go on autopilot and you just let things come to the forefront of your brain. And then you say what you think. And then we go with that. The, the therapist will be like, what are you thinking now? And I'll be like, that my mom is afraid. She does not know what she's doing. She's having to raise two little kids by herself without much support. She is afraid. And he's like, okay, let's go with that. And so then I process that. And then I'm like, I feel bad for her because she doesn't have a support system and she doesn't have the tools that she needs to process this. And so then before you knew it, that's not an issue for me anymore. I have been able to wipe that off the list. And because of the toxic mothering that was done so often, I've been able to knock off several things off the list and I'm feeling just lighter and 
um, there's less heaviness. I also really like it that after the session is over, if we, if we don't completely clear up the situation, then we put it in a box and lock it up. And then I get to keep it at the therapist office. And it's, um, I know it sounds kind of weird, but I actually feel like I can live my life and I only have to deal with that stuff at the therapist's office one hour a week. So my life feels a little bit lighter. It feels like I can accomplish more and I don't have to sit in the ick with all of those feelings that comes around with people that have PTSD. So it's been super helpful for me. Um, I would encourage anyone that has the ability to find a really good EMDR therapist to do so. It also, um, one thing that I came across in this article, and this was an article done by uh, Francine Shapiro in, um, oh, what is the name of the magazine? Darn it. Uh, it was Psychology Today. So um, one of the things that I found was really interesting is that if you have PTSD, the clinical work with EMDR therapy has shown that unprocessed memories of all kinds are the basis for a wide range of pathologies. So these people that have like high blood pressure, let's say, um, and no apparent reason for it, that could be some underlying stress and anxiety that isn't being processed. And you don't always know it. Your brain hides it from you. And so it isn't until you have like a safe space to go ahead and let it out where you feel 100% safe that you can process it. And then once you do deal with it, it goes away. This is, like I said, it's the numbers are that it's 84 to 100% effective at clearing up PTSD. And who among us does not have PTSD in this day and age? Mm. I mean, it's huge. So even if you don't have the means to do this, there are some YouTube videos out there that are really good. They kind of um, show you how to process things. And you can even like sit with the images yourself. Um, with some of the things that I've seen at work recently, I'm going to have to do this little exercise where you have an image in your head but you have it on top of a can of paint and then you just mix that image into the can of paint and it goes away. So I'm going to need to be doing that since my therapy session isn't until next week. <laughs> but um, anyway, so uh, I just wanted to do this episode so that you guys know that um, the heaviness is real. I think that many of us feel it. And it's really important to take good care of yourselves um, and practice self-care, no matter how small that may be. Um, you know, having your favorite candy, taking a nap, which as you know, I'm a big fan of. Um, make sure you stay hydrated. Um, do some nice things for yourself because this we're headed into the crappy time of year. Yeah, it's, this is the time of year that I dread. Yeah. So... Um... It's the, the holidays are very emotional for a lot of people that don't have family. Yes. So, and like, you're my family, but yes. you're it. I don't have another family. And that's a lot of 
pressure and sad for you. It is, yeah. And well, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> but, um, yeah. If so, I'm it, then that's really sad. Yeah. You know? No, um, I'm very blessed. But um, yeah, it's 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 a heavy time of year. It is. So, yeah. It is. And it's only gonna. I I don't want to sound like Debbie Downer, but it's gonna get worse before it gets better for yeah. some of us um and there are days that um I struggle with being mindful and being in a place of gratitude mm -hmm. it's like you know yeah that can there. be difficult that is one of the the really important small steps that you can take though is if you can be thankful or do something nice for someone mm -hmm. that um can give you, you know, a little pep that you need to get through your day, just being kind. So yeah. I encourage everyone to do that. So um, thanks for listening. I know this episode was a little more serious. We look forward to have, having our, our co-host back next week to josh it up with us and talk about farts and all that stuff. So mm, yeah, we, we miss Dave very much. Very so, much. Yeah. So we can't wait till he's back and yeah, there's laughter again. Laughter. Laughter. So um, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you to our sponsor, Voodoo Comedy. Um, please drop us an email at taconightaudio.com. There's a little form right there that you can drop an email and it'll shoot right over to us. And um, take good care of yourselves. Take a nap, drink some water, and don't do meth. Till next time. Take care. This podcast is brought to you by the fine folks at taconightaudio.com. Be sure to listen to this and other podcasts on Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Stop by taconightaudio.com for all of your podcast needs. Your emergency is showing is intended for entertainment purposes only and should not substitute for professional medical advice.